all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. We all hear that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but we all do to some extent. Did that first look make you pursue a relationship that went all wrong? Have you misjudged someone in your life by your first impression? Do you think that you may have missed out on what could have been a good relationship? Today we'll talk about why this happens and how to avoid it. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Share your experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Be bold and go big. That's what House Speaker Paul Ryan says the incoming Trump administration and the GOP-led Congress will have to do to reset the course of this country. He says he's working closely and often with the president-elect and his team. We want to make sure that we hit the ground running in January so that we can deliver on the new president's agenda. A better way, better days lie ahead for our country. Ryan is seeking re-election to his post as House Speaker from fellow Republicans who will meet today to select their leaders. In light of the upheaval the Democratic Party is facing in the aftermath of their losses in legislative races and the presidential election, House Democrats have delayed their leadership meeting until November 30th. They were due to select their leaders this Thursday. NPR's Susan Davis has more on that. The decision is a victory for more than two dozen House Democrats who lobbied to delay leadership elections following last Tuesday's disappointing results. Democrats gained fewer House seats than they anticipated on Election Day, and Donald Trump's victory is prompting some Democrats to question their own status quo. Arizona Congressman Ruben Gallego is one of those lawmakers. It's not a normal Republican president that we're dealing with, and for us to assume that we should go along uh, as normal as possible, as business as usual, is wrong. Democrats say they want time to have a broader conversation about how to rebuild the party. At issue is also whether California Democrat Nancy Pelosi should remain as leader. Pelosi has been the top House Democrat for 13 years. So far, no lawmaker has stepped forward to challenge her. Susan Davis, NPR News, the Capitol. About 60 world leaders are giving speeches at the final high-level phase of a United Nations climate summit in Morocco. Lauren Freyer says French President Francois Hollande insists the climate accords agreed upon last year in Paris are irreversible. Thousands of environmental activists rally outside as royals, presidents and prime ministers arrive at the UN Climate Summit in Marrakesh. They're hashing out how to lower emissions and limit global warming to 2 degrees Celsius or about 3.5 degrees Fahrenheit in accordance with last year's Paris Agreement. More than 100 countries have ratified that agreement, including the U.S. But the Morocco summit on how to implement it has been overshadowed by Donald Trump's election. He's called climate change a hoax and threatened to overturn the Paris deal. For NPR News, I'm Lauren Freyer. 
President Obama is seeking to reassure the U.S.'s closest allies that they will continue to have the support of this country under a Trump administration. Concern has been on the rise over the future of the alliance since Donald Trump was elected last week. President Obama is on his final major trip overseas of his presidency. At last glance on Wall Street, the Dow is down 44 points at 18,824. S&P's up six. NASDAQ is also up 41 points. This is NPR News. A court in Hong Kong has ruled that two recently elected lawmakers who refused to swear allegiance to China's government when they took their oaths of office must vacate their legislative seats. NPR's Rob Schmitz has the latest. Sixtus Lung Chung Hong and Yao Wai Ching refused to acknowledge that Hong Kong was part of China when they were sworn in. Instead, they swore allegiance to what they called the Hong Kong Nation and inserted a four-letter word for China. Now Hong Kong's high court has ruled the two are disqualified from taking office. The judgment is unprecedented, and it's a sign that Beijing is tightening its grip on a city that, since taken over by China in 1997, has operated with a fair degree of autonomy and freedom. Rob Schmitz, NPR News. Shanghai. Thanksgiving travel may turn out to be the busiest in nine years. That's the assessment of the Auto Club AAA, which said that because of a slowly improving economy, about 48.7 million Americans were now expected to take to the U.S. roads and the skies. Mazda is recalling nearly 70,000 RX-8 sports cars in the United States. And the problem? Fuel leaks. The company says the affected vehicles have fuel pump sealing rings that may crack when exposed to engine or exhaust heat, which can let the gas escape and then cause a fire. The recall affects RX-8s from the 2004 to 2008 model years. U.S. stocks are mixed, with the Dow off 36 points at 18,832. NASDAQ's up 42 at 5260. S&P 500 up a fraction at 2171. This is NPR. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Eli Lilly and Company. For 140 years, Lilly has been dedicated to uniting caring with discovery to make life better for people. Information on how the people of Lilly turn inspiration into action is at lillyforbetter.com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So today we're talking about that old adage, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Um, So I have some questions for you. Did that first look make you pursue a relationship that went all wrong? 
have you misjudged someone in your life by your first impression? Or do you per- think perhaps that you are misjudged by that first impression that people have of you? Do you think you might have missed out on what could have been a good relationship because of all this? Today, I want to talk about why this happens and how you can avoid it. Uh, so let's talk about what's going on in your life. I want you to share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So we all do it. We can't help it. And part of the reason for judging a book by its cover in more metaphorical terms, is that we're predominantly visual creatures. That visual area of our brain, the occipital cortex, the back part of the brain, we talk about the brain all the time, but um, remember that we, um, we see, of course, with our eyes, but the interpretation of all that is in the occipital cortex, the back part of the brain. It's about 30% of that upper brain. Uh, so if you're visually impaired, you're likely to judge people by the sound or the way things feel. So um, if we all are individuals who tend to kind of snap judge, that first blush, that first impression seems to set the stage for most of us about our opinions for others. So um, when you look at it in a, in a bigger context, Many, many spend a great deal of time and money on the wrappings of a present. Let's think about that. Just the way something's wrapped. Why is that? Does it make the present more expensive, bigger, better? No. But it makes the person first impression of what that is a little more powerful, makes it a little more exciting book covers. I was just talking about uh, this to Liz Gill. She says she does judge um, books by their covers sometimes. Um, It it makes you at least pick it up and flip through it, right? Um, I know my um, one of my daughters uh, said one time that she buys a bottle of wine by the wine labels, and yes, she is of age. But packaging of products makes us um, look at things And it catches our eye, right? If you walk into a physician's office or a lawyer's office and it's nicely decorated, you tend to have maybe a little bit better impression of what's going on. I don't know. I think many would. Some would think, gosh, they're spending so much money on that. So um, we, we all, when we lay our eyes on a person... Stop and watch what happens when you meet someone. What do you do? What goes through your mind about that person in front of you? Are you kind of looking at the packaging? You are. Um, Though we don't like to admit it, research suggests that we are. So we have our first callers. I want to go ahead and um, see what others have to say about this. Lori in Mobile. Lori, good morning. Thanks for being our first caller. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you were talking about judging the book by its cover, and 
Um, I've almost come to recognize that if I don't like someone when I first meet them, I'm probably going to wind up being friends with them because I can think of four very distinct occasions where I didn't like someone when I met them, and then I wound up being good friends with them. And I've wondered if I feel guilty maybe just liking someone, so if I try harder or or what. But it it happens a few times. And then I also wanted to comment about your your mention of the doctor's office. I've walked out of a doctor's office if it looked too dirty. Uh I've also walked out of one when it looked too ornate. So. Ah, interesting. Well, I have a question, Lori. Have you tried to analyze why that initial blush when you meet someone and you don't like them, what it is? Is it the way they look or perhaps the way they um, they present themselves to you? Can you tell what it is? I think how they present themselves to mm-hmm. me. If, they, if their disposition is <clears throat> different enough from mine that that um, I find them abrasive, typically. Um, and But then, mm-hmm. like I said, I think I, I, I have a... I feel guilty for feeling like I dislike someone. But, yeah, typically if they're uh, very outspoken mm-hmm. when I first meet them, mm-hmm. um, but also making an effort to get to know them, I think, in, in every occasion I've found that they're a little less outspoken uh, or out or a little less out abrasive than than I had initially had the impression of yeah you know um you it's wonderful that you're getting past that first impression because many times people don't they don't give others a chance and if you really think about it sometimes people who are highly anxious or maybe a little bit introverted because they trust so hard on that initial impression come across different than they really are. So um, it may be that these people that you instantly don't like because um, it may be because they're trying too hard. And then as you move along and get more comfortable in the relationship, perhaps, um, they calm down, you calm down, and then you get to right. know each other. Right. So, and one of them, one of them, I absolutely think that's the case is that she was trying too hard, and um, and but just continuing to go back, you know, it's uh, like you said, everybody calmed down. Yeah. And it just, it's funny. I've just recognized if I don't like someone when I first meet them, I'm probably going to end up being good friends with them. Well, that's good to hear. I'd like to hear if others feel the same way. I think many times some of the research shows it's the opposite, that those people are written off when they shouldn't be. So thanks for your call. I think that what, what you do is what other people should do, is to take it a little bit more slowly before you completely write somebody off. All right. Thanks, Lori. Well, let's go to our second caller. Um, Is it Kylie, um, Kylie, you're on the road? Yes, ma'am. Hi, how are you today? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for calling in. I love your show. It's great. Thank, Thank you. you. Tell us what your thoughts are. Well, I'm having a difficult time. Uh, Carly's just kind of amazing that you're talking about it right now. I'm hmm. um, just leaving a situation like that where I was meeting a woman for the first time and actually had not seen a picture yet. And we had gotten off to a great um, start, um, you know, over the phone. And so I came up to see her near Chicago from New Orleans. And the first impression or just the packaging was 
not what I expected uh-huh. at all. And it was, and it was unfortunate for me to, um, you know, to take such notice of that when I was hoping I wouldn't uh-huh. and had, had been kind of leading myself up to like trying to be mentally prepared. And the interesting thing was she wound up looking a lot like my mom who passed away and oh, wow. that was kind of unexpected too. So I'm grappling with this person who is, you know, wonderful on the inside, but maybe not what I would normally, um, you know, choose on the outside. Right. And so that's, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Right. So you met her over the phone or was this, um, um, it was, so it was like an online situation. Uh-huh. And, um, at first, um, you know, the image that, that she had finally sent me was not her. So it was, and uh. I think her, her daughter's, were involved and they sent me a picture of themselves and I think it was some sort of like they were trying to match her mom kind of thing. Right. So, so there was some because you talked about the cortex and that's what I was thinking at first. Like when I first got there, I was like, well, visually, like I had this. Even though I knew it wasn't the person anymore, she had told me, you know, that's what happened. Uh huh. So I knew it wasn't her, but like that image had been somehow imprinted in that cortex. So when I saw the girl, when I saw her daughter-in-law, who was the image it was, it was almost like there was some sort of bell that went off, like, oh, well, that's the visual match. Right. It was very it was very interesting because it was very, um, you know, subconscious or, you know, second nature. I didn't make that thought happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anyway. Oh, gosh, Kylie, I, I think that uh, I can understand you grappling with this because of a couple of things. First of all, that that initial blush was a dishonest one. It wasn't right. fair right. to you. And so you uh, developed a relationship with that person's uh, what you thought Alter was that image. person. Alter image. Yeah. Exactly. But, and to give credit, you know, that was. That was maybe the first, yeah, I've known her for about four months. So that after about six weeks, I had known that that was what had happened, mm-hmm. um, you know. So there was some good time there where I knew that wasn't the person, right? But she, she never would send me an image. She had just had cancer, you know, stage four cancer about two years ago. And so, you know, there was reasons she didn't want to send me a picture. But in, in, in retrospect, and after all my friends telling me so, you know, I probably should have gotten some sort of image too. Mm-hmm. To help with that initial brush, whatever you know, you called it. Well, you know, Kylie, what I would recommend that you do. It sounds like I'm not sure if there's an age differential too that bothered you, um, but this is my suggestion: that you you go home, you you digest this, you continue to communicate with her if you feel still that there's a good person there that you can have a friendship with. And perhaps it can be a friendship and and not maybe the romantic relationship that you would hope for if it can't work out. But I would give her uh, another chance. I know that it's... I. I would love to hear from other listeners about that dishonesty in the online dating world. You know it happens. We've talked about the the safety of it and how uh, people can be dishonest even with a good, reputable dating um, 
um, firm, there's still issues that happen. And so how do you step through that? I, I would just say that perhaps you found a friend, somebody who can be a friend and a contact, and um, give it a little more time and decide whether that first bit of dishonesty was um, her, her daughters and daughter-in-law playing around or if it's something that maybe is, is innate there that you can't deal with. That would bother me as much as anything is that, that first bit of dishonesty. So, But think about it, digest it, give it a little bit of time. It doesn't sound like you need to make a snap judgment anyway, right? So, Kylie, I, I guess you're gone. Thanks for your call. I really appreciate you. you bringing. Oh, you're there. Okay. Thank you so much for everything, Doc. You're wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you, and thanks for listening. Keep on, and and I'd I love will. to hear a follow-up sometime. Oh, you got it. <laughs> you have a great day. You're great. Okay. You. Thank thanks. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I think we need to go ahead and take our first break. We're talking about judging a book by its cover. We've already had some great calls. Um, We all do it. We can't help it. How do you deal with that when you meet someone and they're not what you expect? Or um, when you meet someone and um, then you change your mind about them? Give us a call. I want to hear from you at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. The election is over, and the nation has selected a new president, and with it, a new chapter in history has begun. We don't know what lies ahead, but NPR will continue to bring you the best coverage from coast to coast. Listen every day. Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo for Southern Remedy. Each Wednesday, we answer your calls on health issues of interest to you. They range from medical questions on kids, young adults, baby boomers, and seniors. Whatever you need to know. Join me for Southern Remedy tomorrow morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about judging a book by its cover. Um, Maybe a little metaphorically, we also talked about really judging a book by its cover. But that first appearance that you have of someone, we're typically visual people um, and often before we hear a person, we see them. Um, often that first look. Now, what 
and I'm not talking so much about beauty. We had one of our earlier callers talk about the way a person presents themselves, perhaps the way they look you in the eye, the way they reach out, the way they're dressed, maybe, um, as to how that affects your thoughts. If somebody is dressed too formally for you, does it, is that a turnoff? Do you feel like if somebody's in a suit and tie that that you instantly assume they're not your kind of person? Or if there's somebody in low riding pants or slappy jeans, is that somebody that's that you instantly assume is not a good person? Um I think what we need to think about is how quickly are we making snap judgments. And in just a minute, I want to talk to you about a series of experiments that were done that tells us how quick we really are to judge. But before we do that, I want to get on back to the phones. We have um, Jody in Clinton. Jody, good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm loving your program. Oh, thank you. It it hit me right in the face. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Tell us Uh what your thoughts are. Uh, Well, my mother and I, she's in her 90s. Uh, We were at uh, her doctor's appointment, Mm -hmm. and we just got to chatting with this just delightful young lady, all bubbly and sweet and expecting her first child. And so when we got through... Uh, she, you know, we both had our appointments finished. We said, well, we're going to lunch. Would you, would you like to go with us? She said, oh, wow, that would be great, but I need to uh, call my boyfriend and let him know, you know, where I'm going. Uh-huh. We said, well, that, that's good. That's responsible, you know. Right. So uh, we said, well, maybe he would like to go with us. She said, well, let me call and check, you know. So she did, and uh, she said, yeah, he would like to go. So we all three get in my car, and we start driving towards the apartment. She said, well, now, uh, he looks like a gang boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we said, okay, we know what a gang boy looks like. We're, we're ready for this. And sure enough, here he came out with the baggy pants and the, just somebody that I would have, if approached on the street, probably would have crossed over and walked the other mm-hmm. side. That mm-hmm. would have been my book cover response. Right. Okay, so we get to the restaurant. Of course, he's opening the door and helping my mom with her walker. And I'm like, hmm, this thing doesn't seem like what I'm thinking, right? We get inside of um, the restaurant, and they get their food, and they say their prayer over their their meal, which we weren't, but they are. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a normal, you know, thing. We do this. Then uh, after the meal was finished, he reaches for his cell phone. And we go, no, no, no. This is our treat. We invited you. We really wanted to, um, you know, treat you to this. And and during the meal, he was talking about how I'm going to really be a good dad to this baby, and I'm going to be responsible. And we had just a great conversation. So as it turned out, when we got back to the apartment and uh, letting them out, we're talking about, well, I know this great fishing place. You know, we really need to get together and go fishing sometime. Yeah, we all like to do that. It was just, it really was a lesson for me. A wonderful experience. (laughs) Uh Yeah, and this was probably an individual that you you probably would have not made eye contact with and said hello to. No, no. Uh Very interesting. And I bet there are many of us out there who have stories just like that, Jody. Thanks for telling that story because I think it points out what... I had hoped we would talk about is how we need to get beyond those appearances and those snap judgments just because someone 
um, looks a particular way. Uh, there might be somebody yeah. incredibly good underneath that you thought you never had anything in common with, right? Exactly. I would not, it had not been for uh, her, you know, meeting her and meeting him through her, I would not, no, we would not have made contact. No. And he was a delightful, responsible young man. But you know what? You sound like a, a pretty open person because there you were in a doctor's office meeting a perfect stranger and asking them to lunch. What a good person. That's great. Oh, no. It makes life fun. It does. It and does. In this circumstance, it turned out I learned a, a lesson. I really try to remember now when something similar happens. I go, now, remember last time? It really yeah. turned out good. <clears throat> right. So, Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for that. And uh, again, um, maybe you uh, you didn't allow yourself. Now, it sounds like his girlfriend prepared you for that. Um, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but nonetheless, now you know that just mm-hmm. because somebody um, maybe dresses like a gangsta is is not. They're just a cool person who maybe has a lot of good stuff behind uh, the clothes or the appearance or whatever. And, you know, I've talked a lot about this with my, my kids. So, Jody, thanks for your call. Thanks for listening. And um, keep up that kindness. That sounds like something great you're doing. Well, we're enjoying your program so much. Always do. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank (laughs) you. Making us us think. (laughs) Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So... I wonder how many of you have a story like that um, where you really did make a snap judgment and that person was light years better. Or perhaps when you made a judgment that some you thought somebody was great and wonderful, they were wonderfully dressed, had expensive clothes on and all that kind of stuff, presented themselves well initially, but turned out not to be so good. And I think we all have those stories, too. I'd like to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So I promised I'd tell you a little bit before our next break. I want to tell you a little bit about a series of experiments that uh, a couple of researchers did, Janine Willis and Alexander Tor. Todorov, I believe, from Princeton, psychologist. Um, This was done back 10 years ago, and what they found in their series of experiments is that it takes one-tenth of a second to form an impression of a stranger from their face. Now, that's pretty impressive, right? One-tenth of a second. Not a second, one-tenth of a second. And judgments based on facial appearances appear to play a very powerful role in how we treat others and how we get treated, too. So um, what they what they did in these experiments is they showed um, photographs um, for a tenth of a second, um, uh, or for longer periods. And what they found was even um, longer exposures really did not significantly change the, the, that snap opinion as we're talking about, that snap judgment. Um, and in fact, they tended to have confidence in their rating just as much in one-tenth of a second of an exposure um, 
or if that that time was a half second or a full second. So I found that very interesting, um, you know, and and they related it to a judgment of others as far as um, whether or not they were a nice person, whether they were a smart person, whether they were a loyal person. So it wasn't just whether they were pretty or ugly, but they made other judgments about their character just from that photograph. Very interesting and to me very frustrating and alarming that that we would do that as individuals. So... Um, Okay, let's go on to our next caller. The next one is Mike in Vicksburg. Good morning, Mike. You have some thoughts about our snap judgments? Uh, I do. I had an interesting story. It's a little twist on the, the story from the previous caller. Uh-huh. Uh, I, was, I was in California, and I was in a restaurant, and there were some young people sitting at an adjacent table, and they had hair that was multiple colors, and they were dressed in the the baggy pants and had lots of tattoos and piercings. And uh, the one individual had gone uh, for a job interview at a uh, upscale men's clothing store. And he was offended by the fact that the manager of the store would not consider him for the job. Ah. And uh, they had some interesting talk amongst themselves about how discriminatory that was. And so I finally interjected into the conversation and I said, you know, you're, you're, you're putting judgment on that individual, but did you ever think about uh, how unfair that is? Because it's a respectable man's clothing store. And I said, I'm a conservative man. And if I walked in, first impressions are everything. And if I walked in and you came up to service me, I would not think you could... Uh, help me with clothing and with the way you're dressed and the way you present yourself. So there's another side to that story that I think people should consider uh, in how they, how, how we individually present ourselves to others uh, is the way those people are going to perceive us to be. So we have to also think about the world we're going to be in and uh, what, what is acceptable in that world if we want to be uh, respected in that world. I hear you, and I I think that's an, an opinion that um, probably is something that there are many, many store owners out there as they hire individuals to fit into their... If this had been a cool teen up uh, store where they were selling predominantly um, jeans or T-shirts or something like that, they probably would have welcomed somebody uh, dressed like that. But if you're looking at an upscale suit uh, type store, would that individual fit in there? So so how did they accept your advice? I'm curious. Uh, They called me some... Uh, names that I can't say on the oh, wow. radio and tell me to mind my own business. Yeah, uh, which which is, which fine. I, you know, I I I shouldn't have been eavesdropping, but it's difficult in a public place. But the other thing, you know, going back to a couple of callers ago to Kylie, when you know um, how you know again how we present ourselves, we have to think about how people are going to uh, perceive us on that first impression. 
and try to give them the impression they were expecting maybe, but also then give them the chance to let uh, to understand who we are and what we're about. So, you know, I, I, I've done the online dating thing too. And in fact, I married a woman uh, off of uh, an online dating service and, um, we both presented our, we didn't play those games, you know, every image mm-hmm. we sent was exactly of us. So right. there was no misperception like he had. So, and it worked out. Well, good. Congratulations. And obviously that's certainly the, the best way to be. So you don't have to turn around and apologize and then explain why something happened and, and I, I know we've we've done a show before on online dating and and some of the pitfalls and and some of the the wonderful results that can come from it, but upfront honesty is is always the best. And you know, to me, the honest. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, in my case, um, I didn't have anyone that I was matched with that was not what I perceived them to be. Their pictures were recurrent. But now my wife uh, had the opposite with some of the men who uh, had pictures of themselves 20 years younger mm-hmm. um, and with hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was, it was quite different for her. And then she was disappointed when she met them, even though, like you said, and a, a couple of callers ago with Kylie, you know, they're good people on, underneath. But the fact that they were dishonest in the beginning, you wonder... Um, Will they be dishonest in the future? Yeah. You know, and so it, it, it makes you less likely to get into a relationship when you when the dishonesty happens early on. Right. I do. And and that's what I was saying uh, to Kylie, that I when when there is a dishonesty on the front end, then maybe take some time. Certainly we forgive people. Um, it sounds like that individual maybe had some other issues going on. Certainly when you've gone through cancer treatment. Um, you're you're not feeling at least like you're at your best appearance. So I, I think to have some kindness there, uh, give her perhaps a second chance, but certainly take your time. So, Mike, thanks for your call and thanks for your story. I'm, I'm sorry they rudely responded to you. I guess they had certainly a right to do that. Well, we're going to go on to um, our next break because I'm told we need to. But, Dee, hang on there. We'll get back with you in just a minute. We're talking about judging a book by its cover and um, why sometimes we can be so very wrong when we do that. Uh, so we'll be right back. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'd love for you to join the conversation with us. We'll be right back. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio.
Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. MPB Radio's local programs are available now as podcasts. Sure, you love your MPB mobile app. It streams your favorite program anytime you like. But when streaming's not the thing, say, in flight or driving on the Natchez Trace, download your favorite podcast and you've got it in your pocket. Available on iTunes or on any podcast app. Grab your local MPB podcast now. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about judging a book by its cover. We've talked about snap judgments of individuals uh, by their appearance, by their dress, by their looks in general, and and how we deal with this. And I want to go right on back to the phones. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about how uh, how maybe we can change, uh, but let's go back and hear what Dee in Vicksburg has to say. Good morning, Dee. Thanks for waiting. Yes, uh, I'm calling from Jackson. Oh, Jackson. Yes, yes. Um, first of all, um, some people judge me uh, by my voice. Um, I'm actually black. A lot of people think that I'm white. And and I've had a lot of interesting (laughs) uh, encounters about that. But um, my thing is, like, when you see someone for the first time, you should remember three things. And God doesn't make mistakes, the golden rule, and judgment day. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't care about my appearance. Um, I wear a headscarf or a bandana, whichever you prefer. I've had people be extremely rude to me. I was standing in behind a lady in line at the deli at Walmart, and she turned and looked at me twice and shook her head both times and kind of laughed. And I'm huh. the nicest person you would ever want to meet. You know, I would give you the shirt off my back if it were legal for women to go topless in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a great sense of humor, but, you know, I, some people, not me, but, but some people, people got to be careful. Mm-hmm. If you make fun of people uh, just because of the way they look, what if this person is very fragile mm-hmm. and they're like on the verge of suicide anyway? And it happens. Things like that will just not them over the edge and you know you know do unto others as you would have them as you would have others do unto you and judge not lest ye also may be judged and you know people just need to think about those things you know walk with god and jesus in your heart Dee, wonderful points and you are so right i don't think people realize sometimes how fragile some are who are walking out there like you said that i 
I'll, I'll turn it around the other way for you. Um, how many times have you seen someone out in a store walking um, on the street or whatever, and they look at you and they give you a bright smile and say good morning or how are you or oh, I mean, you know, I mean that uh, doesn't that make uh, your day? Very, this is very few times that, that yeah. people are are rude, but. Yeah, just just be nice to people. Yeah, because you know you wouldn't want other people to treat your family members the way you might treat other people, the way you judge other people. Are you know? Just think about it. Yeah. Just stop and think. Stop the world and think. Be a better place. <laughs> Boy, would it! We have a lot of people <laughs> not stopping and thinking right now, don't we? Um, Walking in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your call, Dee. You're so right. I think I love the, your rules. God doesn't make mistakes. The golden rule and remember yeah. Judgment Day. I and, think. And take up your issues. Take up your issues with God. If you don't think somebody uh, looks perfect, then on Judgment Day, hey, say, hey, God, I think you made a mistake. Yeah. Oh, and he's going to have a big surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dee. Have have a wonderful rest of the day. You too. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. So I guess everybody knows now we're we're talking about appearances and how people judge others by their appearance. Um, we still have time for you to join in. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're going to stay on the phones. We have um, Alice in South Alabama. Oh yes, ma'am. Thanks um, for thanks for calling. Uh, well, I have, I don't know, I don't think my story is so different, um, but maybe it is. Um, in my earliest life, my, you know, like the high school, you know, college, those kinds of early career type things, um, I had some, well, frankly, I never thought I was that cute, but um, pageant-like even experiences and broadcasting things and public mm-hmm. relations type things. And um, looking back on it now, I can see that it did have something to do with the way that other people thought I looked. Um, and then there was another period, uh, a substantial period, where I was a professor's fiance. Um, uh, and and uh, a lot of it had to do with what I call the girl show. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, you know, is a whole, maybe a whole different topic. Um, but for me, I, frankly, it promoted, I found it difficult. I finally just went, I ain't doing this anymore. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it anymore. Um, because I found that the same people who um, would not come up and talk to me, uh, it presented communication blockages. So now, um, uh, I, I'm because of what I'm doing now, what I'm working on now, and the things I'm working on now, I'm basically walking around in gardeners and construction attire. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I live with a, a permanent disability, which is not visible to most people. Um, uh, and, you know, I'm an older gal. and uh, but, but now I think I am kind of cute. And I have found that people are just so open to me. Well, you know, it's what I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And it it may be by the way you're you're presenting yourself, because it sounds like you're confident and comfortable with who you are. And uh, that is is so very important. And that's why sometimes when, you know, I've heard other people say that 
uh, they have been told that they seem to come off a bit cocky or a bit stuck up. Um, when in reality, it's it's that they're not as confident and perhaps maybe a little more introverted, and and not as uh, don't feel as self important. So they don't they're they're not comfortable in their skin, and perhaps that's when they present a little standoffish. So I think we need to remember what's going on in some person's head is we can't read. Um, We just don't know. And just like our previous caller said, um, sometimes if, um, if, if you um, are not as accepting or um, uh, act like, the way someone appears is is bad or whatever, perhaps you are ruining that person's day further or perhaps even making them spiral down even further. So I think we have to all think about that. But it sounds like you're you're in a good place now, right? Well, I, I really was not unapproachable before. Um, I was considered maybe a little different. <laughs> but even know? better now, so... I've always had a, I've always had a pretty good time. I, I don't mean to sound like I was deprived. It's just that, right. as I say, that you know, um, sometimes, like you say, when people look at you, sometimes they think that they they automatically assume that you're stuck up or that and you don't, you know. They do, and but age helps. So thanks for your call. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, Bobby will be uh, with you. Thanks for waiting. Uh, we this is relatively speaking. We're talking about judging a book by its cover. We still have time for another caller. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be right back. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. After Megyn Kelly of Fox News asked Donald Trump a tough debate question last year, he attacked her. Then came Trump's supporters and their threats. It was my year of guards and guns, you know, thanks to Trump. I was under security threat for most of the nine months he was really coming after me. I'm Kelly McEvers, Megan Kelly on her year of Trump, later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about snap judgments, judging a book by its cover. I'm not giving people a fair chance. So we're going to go back to the phones. We have Bobby and Jackson. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Dr. Brooks. I really appreciate you having me on the show, and I really appreciate this uh, topic. 
Thank you. Thanks for calling. Tell us what your thoughts are. Say that again? Tell us what your thoughts are. Oh, uh, well, you know, it seems in line with what what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. When I'm judging other people, the person that seems to be getting judged the most is myself. And from for me, things on perspective, they're constantly in flux and they're constantly changing. And uh, I often forget that, that there's always the next moment or the next time. But so much of this seems to be really relative to what's going on to me. You know, as many callers have said, I'm getting older and my body aches. I don't always um, have enough money to pay all my bills. My children don't always act right, um, et cetera. And those things play a big part into my perspective and how I go about dealing with other people. Right. Absolutely. uh, You know, there's a quote by Herbert Spencer that says, the one thing that will keep us in everlasting ignorance is contempt prior to investigation. And I I admit I'm oftentimes contemptuous and it's when you have all these things coming at you, it's not that hard to do. And so what I'm finding in my life is with all of these things, it's just another opportunity for me to see myself clearly. Oftentimes it has nothing to do with the other people, but everything to do with me. Wow. And, and how I'm acting and dealing with the world. I, I That's so pretty profound. Um I think that these are the real issues mm-hmm. um, and, and things that we remember. And, you know, it's always better, and not that we do it, but what can I bring to the situation as opposed to what can I get? And for some reason, we've created a world that's all about what we can get. Where's mine? How am I going to get something out of this? And um, if anything would change... Um, it would be that I just open up my mind and my heart, and um, that's my vision, and, and those are my thoughts. Great vision, great vision, Bobby. And I think to, to summarize, um, one thing that you said that's really important is that quote, um, the contempt prior to investigation is something that many times people do. Just like um, talking about seeing somebody, you know, dressed in um, clothes that we wouldn't dress in and um, to have contempt for them before you really know who they are. So thanks for your thoughts, Bobby. Lots of good thoughts. And good luck to you and good luck to you and your age. I think many, many people are going through some of those difficult areas that you are. Um, let's go next to, is it Taurus in Jackson? Yes, hi. Thank you so much, Dr. Boutros. Oh. Wonderful program. Great idea, definitely, to bring such a topic. Um, I just want to speak uh, briefly about how we should, as Americans, um, support our American Muslim uh, communities. Um, they feel so scared and so afraid, I mm. think. And it is important, I think, for all of us not to judge them, but to help them and stand by them and show them that um, Jesus would never um, have told us to treat them that way, or to be afraid of them, or to, um, you know, just treat them like outsiders. Um, you know, I've, I've heard so many comments from them, and they're so worried, actually, mm-hmm. uh, about the future of our nation. 
And we have to remember that we are all immigrants. And a lot of actually, even Christian groups, came to this country because they were persecuted, because they were afraid, actually, of persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, not a long time ago, you know, Catholics were persecuted, and, and Irish, and, and the Italians were persecuted. Uh, we need to have an open heart for them, and we need to show them this is a great nation. This is a nation that was built by immigrants, by people with accents, and, and we should never, ever exclude the Muslim community. And again, I thank you so much for this wonderful program, and God bless. Thank you. I can't say, I I cannot add a word on to that. Thank you so much for your beautiful comments and reminders for us all, which again tags on to the judging a book by its cover. Just because you don't have the same beliefs doesn't mean that you don't have an incredibly wonderful person in front of you. So thank you so much for that call. Well, I, I know we have time for one more caller. Let's go to Rob and pick a in. Rob? What are your thoughts? How's it going? Great. Thanks for calling. And I thank you for this topic, too. You know, I just want to speak on an experience. I'm, I actually live in um, Asheville, North Carolina. It's a beautiful place in North Carolina. I encourage all the listeners to check it out if you haven't been there. It is and, beautiful. Um, you know, coming back to visit the Mississippi, you know, it's, it's it gets a little strange. You know, Asheville is its own little bubble. You know, it's its own little happy bubble. Everyone's really accepting, very liberal in a sense of, like, very open and accepting. Last night I was visiting my brother at his uh, place of establishment. He works at a bar in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I'm sitting there at the bar, and I'm having a drink and talking to my brother. And this, this, <laughs> this guy, he leans over to me. This gentleman, he leans over to me. And he says, hey there. Hey there. Are you uh, one of them Islamic fellows? And I'm just really taken back by it because I'm white. You know, like, I'm white, I have a beard, I do have long hair, uh-huh. and, but I'm a white man, you know, and um, I was raised in Mississippi, and... I know, guess you look different wear... to him, huh? What's that? <laughs> I oh, said, yeah. apparently you look different to him. Oh, yeah, so. totally. You know, I had to leave Mississippi for a reason, <laughs> you know, and that's just like, you know, I grew up in the southern Mississippi, like... Really, Southern Mississippi in the woods too. So you know, and I, I, I recognized that. I went out, you know, I traveled the world and got a little bit more culture and coming back and just like, and I, and I'm just reminded of ignorance and just like, and you know, the, the guy he didn't come at me. It wasn't like that he was coming at me like, oh, are you one of them? It was just like he was curious, and but he wasn't recognizing the, the ignorance in his question. Right. And I said. And I, li- I looked at him and I said, you know, I'm like, excuse me? And he said, are you one of them Islamic fellows? And I said, um, I don't know if that's appropriate to ask me. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, he's like, well, I'm just trying to make small talk. No, I was like, that's not small talk. Small talk is like, hey, what's your name? Hey, how's yeah. the weather? Yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> that's small talk, you know, not, hey, who do you worship? So, <laughs> Rob. Right off the bat. Right, you know? like, right. Uh, so, Rob, thanks for coming back, by the way, because hopefully you can help others around you learn to be more open and accepting to individuals. So uh, I really appreciate your call because it points out how sometimes people don't even realize what they're doing. So let me just quick summarize. It takes more work 
to not make a snap judgment. You have to use the whole part of your brain and not just the back part that we were talking about. So I would highly encourage everyone to do that and and think before you judge. Um, Relatively Speaking is a production of MPB Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center. The show is engineered today by Jay White. Our call screener, Sam Wells. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. And and coming up next is Here and Now. Thank you for listening.